Hello, everybody. It is Video Game Fury coming at you here on Wednesday, September 28, 2022. I hope everyone is having a great week. Before we kick off this program here, I just want to give a shout out to uh, fellow Floridians down there who are right now in the path, at least at this time of recording, uh, just as uh, Hurricane Ian is making its way into the state. Uh, coming in pretty hard from last I checked, almost the Category 5 at this point. Uh, I really hope for the best. I hope everyone has heeded the warnings of officials. Uh, try to stay safe. Try to hunker down as best you can out there. Uh, we're, we're giving our best and thoughts to you all. Uh, I hope uh, all, all comes out well there. But uh, right now, things are looking pretty pretty heavy when last tracking that storm there. So I wish everyone in Florida the best. Hope you stay safe and sound to all your family, your friends, your loved ones. Uh, we're here for you guys here, and hopefully through the aftermath of this, we can come together and help out whatever we can. So stay strong out there, Florida. Hope for the best through this hurricane here, and uh, all the best to you all down there. This week, I wanted to focus on Cyberpunk 2077 and the road to what looks to be a redemption story for the folks at CD Projekt Rend. Uh, if you're obviously, if you're obviously very familiar with the gaming space here, we know that Cyberpunk 2077 has been one of the most anticipated games for a long time, leading into its December 2020 release. Uh, it was one of those games that got big hype cycle. It was announced back way back in 2012 with like an announcement trailer and just everything you've been hearing in the background while they've been working on Witcher Three and all the DLC for that, and then basically, and then finally ramping up into the production of that game itself here. And you know, you saw the hype meter just keep going up and up and up over time, even to astronomic levels at E3 2019 when they released a trailer at the Xbox showing and gave the big floor stopping announcement that Keanu Reeves was going to be in the game as Johnny Silverhand. What that created probably one of the best E3 moments in E3's history and really pushed the, the hype lead, the hype meter of that game to unprecedented levels that you kind of wonder, was it going to hit that particular uh, threshold, if you will, when the game came out? Now, obviously, of course, things come by, COVID enters the world, the game ends up getting delayed a few times. It originally, it was supposed to come out in April 2020, and they pushed it to the very end of the year. And even through the hype and all the Night City Wire episodes and all the, you know, people really feeling the hype to get into this game here, especially during a time when the whole world was in lockdown because of what COVID was doing. People are looking for uh, those type of games where they can explore a world and not have to think about what's going on in the outside in the real world. And then, of course, we get to the actual release. And, well, the, the, you, you folks know very well what happened with that. It came out. On all sorts of different platforms. This was just also around the time when the PS5 and the Xbox Series systems had just launched, like the month prior. But it was running under the uh, the old framework of PS4 and Xbox One, and that's where things started to hit the fan, for lack of better words. Old console versions reported so much bugginess to it, so many glitches. The game was practically almost unplayable on the systems if you were lucky enough to. Uh, play it on PC like I did, you may have had a few glitches here and there, but nothing that actually took you out of the game, nothing that broke the game per se. Uh, we were one of the fortunate ones if you got to play it on PC. Even on 
the next generation consoles, it was still pretty buggy, not to the level of the other systems, but it was still out there because it was still running on that particular code. And it wasn't so late last year that we finally get like an actual and early this year, like next gen patches. Needless to say, it was a big, terrible mess for them. And while you would you'd be remiss to think that uh, they would CD Projekt Red would jump its way around this year. I mean, we always forget this when it comes to Witcher Three because the game is so heralded and it's basically what puts CD Projekt Red on the map. But it had also a pretty buggy launch as well, and it took a little while for them to get the game up to a satisfying state. I was fortunate enough that this game's story and characters and everything about it was so good, including all the uh, DLC, which introduced tons of more content to the game. You kind of were forgiving of that over time as they patched up the game. With Cyberpunk, though, it was a massacre from the onset. And it was so bad to the point that CD Projekt Red went out of the way to say, well, if you can't, if you don't like playing the game on PS4, for example, then you're going to have to go ask Sony for a refund. And Sony took a look at that and said, wait a minute, we didn't agree to this. And then soon enough later, as they kind of looked more into the game and how it was playing on PS4 systems, they took the unprecedented decision to delist the game from the PlayStation Store. How many buggy games, even Skyrim for all its, its heraldness and all the bugginess it had was never delisted from Sony. And that game, even to this day on the PS3, uh, continues to be a buggy mess, especially during the time it's released. It, it was always a system at the time that um, never got its just due when it came to Skyrim. But never at the point did you see Sony take the level to actually delist a game of this caliber from the system. It was that bad. And the next thing you know, you started seeing like CD Project Red, the publisher, was kind of pulling the wool over the eyes of folks. And, you know, the devs in QA were trying to tell management, hey, this game is not ready. And lo and behold, they were right. It was not ready. <laughs> so uh, at the end of the day here, as we fast forward through the year and get to where we are in 2022, a lot of folks kind of believe at the end of the day that this game really shouldn't have been released until, say, late 2021. It should have got at least a year delay to get to the point where the next-gen patches were going to create the game as it is. Because this is the thing, too. The game is a good game. And I've mentioned this. I played it on PC. I played it on my Twitch stream. And minus some glitches and some, like, like pop-up showing up every now and then, uh, we had a, a funny meme in our, in our playthrough where uh, one of the criminals was saying, welcome to your funeral, even though you killed him. He kept saying, welcome to your funeral, even though he's dead. So that became a funny meme for my chat and my channel that we've uh, continued to bring up to this day. So all that stuff like that, you can you know be more forgiving of because it creates the, that jank kind of creates those kind of fun opportunities. Skyrim, again, was known for a lot of that, too, for its bugginess, too. But it was enough to piss off a lot of players back in the day here. And you started to really see the all the goodwill go away and all the expansion plans that CDPR had in mind had to get pushed because they had to get the game up to snuff. And that kind of takes us to where we are right now. Now, obviously, what they did in December 2020 and the months coming in after release is not something anybody's going to forget. That is an unforgivable thing. And it's going to be on their reputation for pretty much the rest of their existence. Like there's nothing they can do to take that away other than try to make do with what they have right now. And that's at least the thing. And that's kind of gets to the story that we want to bring up right now, which is the fact that 
Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a resurgence right now as of this last release. If you hadn't heard, there was a Night City Wire episode a couple weeks back where they basically talked about the newest update. This was the Edge Runners update. If you're not familiar with the Edge Runners, uh, it is also an anime series that just came out on Netflix. I'm only just starting to watch it about three episodes in, so I still got seven more episodes to go at the time of this recording, but it is something that's been hyped up for a while because Studio Trigger is the one behind the animation, and they are like legends when it comes to the anime shows, so tapping them to create the show in the cyberpunk universe is something that's gotten a lot of hype as well, and again, as someone who's not finished the year, I've seen what others' reactions are. It's getting a lot of praise for what it's doing, and the thing that's helping is that because of this and the transmedia effect of an anime being set in the game and the universe that is Cyberpunk 2077, it's created an effect where the game has seen a resurgence in playthroughs and uh, new players coming in. The last check I saw, which was about late last week, was that on Steam it had a concurrent viewer count of 130,000 players. And it kept rising over time. Like, that is something unprecedented and unheard of for a game like this caliber. And while I'm not right ready to call this another big uh, comeback story, like other games that have launched terribly and have come back to really win the favor of the fans, you can think of so many over the course of time, games like No Man's Sky, games like uh, Final Fantasy XIV, Rainbow Six Siege, For Honor, you name it. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stories out there where it does not do great out of the gate here, but you know the team's... God bless them, stuck to their guns, got got through patching, got through a lot of quality of life releases, and now the games are much better for it. Cyberpunk is not quite there yet, but you, you're seeing the you're seeing the building blocks, the foundation, if you will, starting to come into play where uh, Cyberpunk is getting back into people's minds. It's, it's like I said earlier, I thought in all the nonsense that they created uh, with the technical glitches and, you know, undercutting people like Sony to the point that they had to list them there. Like there was a good game in here. I would, I wouldn't say I put it at Witcher three level there. I think Witcher three is like an amazing game. Um, but cyberpunk was by no means a bad game. It's own. there's some design choices that uh, they, I think they could have done better on. And some of the, uh, the missions are kind of very standard and, and generic, but there was a really good game in all this nonsense. And I think if they, if CD project Red didn't create all this noise, that undercuts all the work that the devs and QA people and everybody who put so many years into building this game, I think we would at least be, we would definitely have much more favor to say with them that there as well, uh, especially if they really listened to, if management really listened to what they said and delayed the game even further, they could have done it, but that's, that's history as its own. But anyway, back to what we're talking about now. It's an amazing thing to see what is happening with this game here. Like the concurrent counts, uh, being up on Steam, more people getting interested in their universe. And then, of course, they also have the announcement that next year we've got the first expansion. And while we've heard it to be the only expansion um, for CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk coming out, which is Phantom Liberty, looking pretty promising. The premise is pretty cool that Keanu Reeves is coming back to do new lines as Johnny Silverhand as part of this expansion. So that's pretty cool to see as well. Um, there's a lot of promise here. Now, it's interesting that they said that this would be the one expansion because they did commit to two at the time. And I don't know if it's because they really just kind of want to get this out of the way. I know they got Witcher 4 that they're starting 
development on very soon as well that they, they're trying to get out the gate to, and maybe they need more manpower to devote to that. But but the, the wording of some of like their quest directors saying like they this is gonna be the one expansion we're gonna, you know, end the end the title on and we'll come back for more future cyberpunk content. It kind of goes to the idea maybe that this will be it and there'll be a cyberpunk two down the road. They did not right say that, but if you just looked at some of the interviews that they've gone through, you kind of almost feel like that this is the road they're kind of going down. So we will it will be remain the scene there. I think really if Phantom Liberty gets really good buzz and reviews and playthroughs. Maybe that's something they'll reconsider down the road. We don't know for sure. But as far as we've heard so far, Phantom Liberty is the only big expansion uh, coming out, which would be a shame because, I mean, they did two big chunks of expansions to Witcher 3 that were amazing and could have been full-fledged games and sequels on their own if they chose to do it, but they chose to release as expansions to Witcher 3, and they were still amazing for it. So... Who knows what's going on in the minds of CD Projekt Red? I'm sure they're trying to think what they can do to continue to satisfy the fans and make do make goods on the game as it is. But the, the fact of the matter is that people are responding, and it's showing in the numbers. It's showing that, hey, it's also good to do this and time this well in tandem with a pretty well-revered show in Cyberpunk Edgerunners on Netflix there. Uh, it's something they've done, and it's something I hope a lot of companies continue to do more. Now, they did this also with The Witcher as well. The Witcher's first season, which came back out in late 2019, saw The Witcher 3 have a boost in Steam sales and concurrent viewers as well by, at the time that it came out. So there clearly is something to show for this transmedia effect that they can translate it to other offerings, such as Edge Runners, as we uh, have just seen in recent weeks. So... Who's to say what's to come? I hope that's something that other companies will take advantage of too. But at the end of the day here, the, the feel-good story that I'm proud to say is that Cyberpunk is finally living up to the potential, at least getting to that point. Again, I'm not very close to saying yet that it's at that level, like it's like the biggest redemption story like Final Fantasy fourteen. It's getting there. And as long as they continue to do good to it and really build on that there, I think they could add, this could be one of those games added to the list of really good even great comeback stories in the video game industry i'd love to hear your thoughts about this as well have you been trying out the latest cyberpunk updates have you watched edge runners what are your thoughts about the show and where do you think uh cd project red's status is uh in the eyes of gamers in the industry right now are they finally doing good to their customers after the debacle of their launch back in 2020 is there anything more they should do or can do to salvage the franchise as they go about building this expansion and who knows what's in uh the current year and beyond so love your thoughts here to share the channel drop me a drop me a response we can add it here to the next recording and talk about it more from there uh or you can follow me uh, on twitter i also post this there as well if you want to respond my twitter is at video game theory 79 there as well thank you guys so much for your support and your love and care and i again hope and all the best for you all out there as you go about gaming. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you all next time.